Hey, chiropractors and marketers. We are ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey, docs. Welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show, where I try to bring you actionable marketing tips, tools, tactics, ideas, concepts, strategies to really help grow your practice. And today's episode will be no different. I have Dr. Christopher Collins on, who's really doing amazing things uh, with Instagram. Yes, this is the second episode I've had on it because I think it's really trending upward. Not that it's just now trending upward. It's been doing that for a bit. And there's a lot of good things you can do on Instagram that you can't do on other platforms. And there's a lot of chiropractors doing great things in their community to really grow their practice. There's some that's all they're doing. And I'm not saying you have to do just Instagram, but if you can add a well-rounded approach to your marketing, you'll really see a lot of benefits from it. And today's episode... Chris brings a lot of great actionable steps that you can implement tomorrow to where it's easy to digest and it's not overwhelming. And so you're going to really like a lot of what he had to say as far as just the ideas of it and then really diving into some some things you can actually do, right? Not just concepts, just do this, do that. You know, and, and really make it uh, make it happen. So enjoy today's episode. Before we dive into it, I do want to remind you if you're interested in the corporate chiropractic stuff, whether it's on site or just positioning yourself in your community in a very strategic way. A lot of people are members of our Corporate Chiropractor Academy, and you can visit that at www.thecorporatechiro.com. I've had a few calls this week with prospective chiropractors looking to add that to their clinic. And so uh, check us out there. Uh, A lot of good things going on, a lot of good content being added. And so it's uh, been fun to work with chiropractors in that capacity. So Without further ado, here is my interview with Dr. Christopher Collins. He's down in Stewart, Florida, which is not too far uh, from me, and we had a nice little chat. So enjoy it, and I will talk to you next week. Welcome to the show, Dr. Christopher Collins. I really appreciate your time today. This is going to be another great topic for our chiropractors that are looking to increase their uh, awareness. And one of the biggest uh, transitions we're seeing in marketing and social media is Instagram. So I'm excited to have you on today. So before we dive into the meat and potatoes, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself professionally and uh, personally. Thank you for letting me be on the podcast. I appreciate it. I'm in Stewart, Florida. I have a private practice. It's just me in there. My wife is the front desk. I do upper cervical work, AO work. And uh, my sort of side project is Chirogram helping doctors with their Instagram accounts. So Awesome. That sounds good. You were both in Florida, so we got a little bit there to, to relate on. When did you start practicing? I've been in practice going on six years. Six so. years? Okay, perfect. And then when did you start implementing Instagram into your practice? Not long ago. I think October, I started an account that was basically a personal account. After listening to Gary Vaynerchuk enough, I just decided I needed to do something for the practice beyond like following WSL surfing, you know, whatever. (laughs) So I started the transition into documenting more of what I was doing in the practice and was just feeling kind of frustrated with, I think a lot of docs feel this way, the small audience, you know, you're, you're putting this energy into producing content. You know, you want it to be meaningful and very few people are seeing it. So that was sort of my next phase was figuring out how to get more people 
to see what I was doing so that it meant something. No, it makes sense. You know, I talk a lot about content marketing uh, for chiropractors. I think it's really the best type of marketing that anybody can do. And then the next step of that content of creating the content is obviously how do you distribute it effectively to people actually see it? Yep. Facebook has postured itself to, you're going to have to spend money, you know, which is, it's and they're smart. I mean, that's why it's a very, very good. If you had stock early on in Facebook, you know, they figured it out. Instagram still has opportunity to build an audience without having to dump buckets of money into it and be able to still do it organically where I don't see that same opportunity with Facebook. I agree in a lot of ways. And let me kind of ask a question for you and see if you agree, because obviously you can have what, 5,000 people max on your personal uh, profile for Facebook. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can have unlimited for your business page on Facebook, but you have to pay for people to see that. And then with Instagram, you can really have unlimited followers that could see your free content. Am I correct? Yes. So it's kind of a blend. It wasn't so long ago, maybe a year ago, that basically whoever was following you would see every post you put up. It was the most recent post would go up, and now it's it's algorithmic. So it's weighted by how many you know how much engagement you have with the post, how many followers you have, your your account authority, a lot of different things. But in general, if people are following you and your your audience is growing, if you post, people are going to see it. Versus Facebook, where you do have to spend that money for people to see your content every time. So it is in your best interest to have a large organic following. Um, of people because once you've built that audience, it's yours. Okay. Now let me parlay off that question. And some of the things you mentioned was what have you found to be the most effective to grow an audience, you know, organically that people are like actually, you know, wanting to, to follow you. Depending on your goals, right? So I'll have two different kinds of docs typically that will start Kyogram. One is somebody who's trying to grow a brand across Instagram in social media that maybe they sell supplements or they have like a virtual consulting type practice, something like this, it would be in your best interest to find accounts that are similar to yours okay, as close as possible and start to engage with their followers. Because what, what you're saying is, Hey, check me out. Look at me. Hi. You know, and then all of a sudden they get that notification from you. And they're going to check out your account. And there's a high likelihood because they're already following somebody similar to you that you're going to get that follow back. So you have, obviously have to be useful. You have to be engaged in other people. And then that will reciprocate, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. So you have levels of engagement, I would say, with Instagram. Facebook, I w- you have to put, to me, a little more energy into being useful in local groups and, and these kind of things. Where Instagram, it can be as simple as just following somebody, you know, liking some of their posts. Because you, you get that notification it lends itself really quickly to somebody checking out that profile and saying, oh, this guy's valuable or not. He's cool. Look at his number of followers to following. He's worth me following back. Then from there, your next level of engagement is liking more of their stuff, commenting on their posts. Like, I'll give you an example. My wife found her, her hair person and books her hair appointments entirely through Instagram and <laughs> direct message. So that, that kind of blew me away because, I mean – I'm trying to help chiropractors do that, but that just was so natural and easy for her. There's people in in town that put up their hair, you know, what they're doing uh, for women. So she follows them. She sees what they're doing and she loves it. Once, you know, a similar do and can say, look, I love this post you did. Can you do my hair like this? Books it through DM, done. So 
it all started with her commenting on the photo post that the person put up yep. where she liked the hair and said, that's awesome. And then I'm sure that that hair salon hair person looked and saw, wow, Jackie Collins, she's located in Stewart. Let me hit her up. And so from there in direct message, it evolved into her booking an appointment, getting her hair done. Uh, are you on the flip side doing something similar? Or are you getting people scheduling with you through Instagram? Yes. So this is the other side of it is versus that global virtual consulting chiropractor. You're going to have the average doc who is local. They want to get patients from an Instagram demographic. They don't want to miss out on Instagram. So you're doing a similar thing, but instead of just looking for somebody who's similar to you, you're taking restaurants in your town, yoga studios, basically anywhere where your target demo is going to be following that account and you're going to reach out to their followers. So you're going to have like a little cache of local accounts. You could do this manually. It's what I do for docs, but if you wanted to just to experiment with it, you can follow their followers or, you know, comment and like on some of their stuff and then you'll get that follow back. So essentially you're, you're networking through Instagram. It's just that Instagram is on its own. Every platform is a little different with how people interface with it, but on its own, it's just so easy to quickly view somebody see their little feed of, of what they're doing, get a quick glimpse of it and follow back. It's so easy to engage on Instagram where Facebook is a little more cumbersome and there's more, more spam. I mean, you could talk about things like how there's only one link out in your bio on Instagram versus you know Facebook, you're inundated with ads and um, links everywhere. And it, I'm 34 and I would say for the AOL generation. So I remember being in middle school and... No, I think it was like fifth grade, sixth grade. And all of a sudden, our teacher said, we have AOL dial-up. Check this out, guys. This is the internet, you know? So I was really the first batch, you know, that was doing instant messaging and was going on the internet even with that ding-dong ball, you know, yeah, and sat yeah. there for five minutes yeah. while that long time. We are used to that. I would dare say I'm in that millennial, the edge of it. It makes sense to me. Especially with Instagram, people are looking for that cool factor that it's engagement friendly it's user friendly so you're getting a lot of attention on instagram something like 800 million users now and growing fast and even though facebook has a larger swath of the human race involved in it yeah seeing so much activity happening on instagram so I mean, yeah what would you say is your your ideal demographic on instagram <sighs> so when you look this up you go to social media examiner you know you, you see different things stats stuff they're going to tell you that Typically, it's your younger millennial that's on Snapchat. So somebody in their 20s, you know, your Instagram demographic tends to be like add on another 10 years, maybe. Yeah. And then Facebook tends to be like, I remember being in college when Facebook came out. I helped my small, uh, it was a Christian college, get on Facebook. Okay. But now all of a sudden, everyone is on Facebook, you know, kind of loses its coolness a little bit. Yeah. But on Instagram, one of the fastest growing demos is your people that are in that 40 to 60 group. It so seems it's not, like it. Yeah. yeah. It's not only young people, which sometimes I will hear is a complaint of why doctors avoid having real estate for their practice on Instagram. And it's not real. It's it's sort of a, you know. Well, put it this way. Yeah, put it this way. I mean, like, I don't know, six years ago, seven years ago, people thought of Facebook, you yeah. know, anybody that was basically – college kids and above, right? Yep. Like when it yep. first came out. And then now it seems like people think of it as the baby boomer generation. 
Yeah. And so it does get older and it does get cooler or whatever, you know, in different demographics. So it's definitely creeping yeah. up into that mid and late thirties into the forties and it'll just keep on expanding from there. I'm sure. I think the real, the real conversation when you talk about demographic is attention with people. Where, what are they looking at when people are in your office and they're on their phone instead of reading a magazine? You know, what are they, what are they engaging with their email, Facebook, Instagram, potentially Snapchat. This is what people are doing with their free time. If they're, God forbid, they have to watch a live sporting event and there's commercials, bam, right to the phone. As soon as, you know, any, any break for air, you go right to the phone if you are not occupied by something else. It is increasingly just the way that human beings operate. No, for so sure. For sure. You owe it to yourself, to your practice, to your business to have, like I said, a little bit of real estate there where, what is happening in your office is observable and people's attention can tune into it much in the same way that you would have paid for newspaper ads, magazine ads, local news spots, and these kind of things in the past. There's not as much attention on those things. Increasingly, it's going to be in these platforms. Now it makes sense. And then, you know, let's, uh, let's pretend we're, we're having a conversation with a chiropractor that's um, – maybe they're dabbling a little bit with Instagram or they haven't at all. Maybe they're a little bit concerned of whether it's time-consuming, whatever it may be. But it's someone that's now interested. Mm-hmm. They're talking to you or you're talking to them and they're saying, you know what? I'm interested in this. Obviously, we don't have – they could probably do a four-hour workshop on, on doing this. And I know you work with Kairos on it, but let's, you know, let's, let's try to use that as the backdrop and, and just walk us through how should we get started with Instagram? You don't have to, you know, obviously go into, well, you know, first you download the app, then you sign up, but let's say they've downloaded the app. They've got their clinic on there. What should they start doing to really get this going? First, I would say is getting past the overwhelming obstacle of like, how much do I have to post? How much time do I have to dedicate to Instagram, you know, like, is it worth it for value proposition? Am I going to get enough patience? What's the ROI? You just want to get into a place where you're a person, you know, you have a practice, but you're a person, you're documenting what's happening in your practice, getting away from marketing. And, you know, sometimes you're getting the wrong mindset. Facebook is this way too. You really should document what's happening. Okay. Makes sense. And from a philosophical standpoint, I'd like to reference BJ Palmer with this, that if he was alive, he would have a a huge Instagram account kind of thing (laughs) because he got it in his era, WHO radio. That was what people were, where their attention was. So he made sure that chiropractic had real estate on radio because people were listening. You're doing the same thing. So, but all you're doing is leveraging the fact that instead of giving one or two people in your office an office tour when they walk in, you know, or having a dinner with a doc or a class where you might reach 50 people, you can have a conversation with 10 or 50,000 people. You can leverage a platform to get the story out. The, the idea is just document, document what you're doing, show people what's happening in your office, have people sign release forms and this kind of thing, but show what's happening, share your thoughts, be a real person, be authentic, don't be spammy, don't be uh, just trying to get people in. And what you'll do is you'll attract people who are already going to be great patients because they're, they love you. You know, they've been watching you for the last six months before they started having migraine headaches and they're going to call you or DM you 
because now they're having a problem and they've seen you help people with migraines and talk about migraines and different things. Essentially, yeah, essentially you're positioning yourself as the expert in that and they're seeing that. And yes, I exactly agree with what you're saying as far as documenting. I think a lot of chiropractors get concerned about, okay, I spend so much time treating patients. I don't have time to create content. And you know, a lot of times I will kind of challenge that a little bit. There's time to do some creating, but to make it even easier, doing what we do is a lot of times it's just documenting. And that is the content that you're, you're creating. And that makes it a lot easier. Especially when you're talking about Instagram and Snapchat. So Instagram is a phone app. All you have to do is have an iPhone and you can point that iPhone at what's happening that moment, hold the button down for a few seconds and it has instantly recorded and uploaded it. You don't have to sit there like with YouTube and upload things for an hour or same with Facebook and populate, you know, it's real quick. It's built for speed. And um, so, and if, you know, if you're that busy and you're loaded and you don't have time for it, then have a CA do it. Have one of your girls, you know, follow you around over the shoulder. No, makes sense. Now you mentioned having the patient sign a release waiver. Do you do that in Mm -hmm. your office? Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. perfect. And then do you post mostly short videos on there or do you do little videos, do some written text, do some pictures? How do you do that? So depending on your goals, right? Okay. my account has shifted more to a global brand because I'm, I'm working with like a scrub company figs that I really like and I'm, and I'm doing more influencer marketing with them. Okay. But for your local doc, right, your goal is to be useful and interesting and entertaining to whoever's watching you. So I would have a blend of, in terms of content for your local doc, I would have somebody taking well-lit, high-definition, artistic photos of you and what's happening in your office. An example I'll, I'll use is, let's say you are taping a knee. A cool post would be uh, somebody getting a close-up shot of that knee you know, with the tape getting stretched out and getting ready to hit that looks really nice and well lit. And then below it, you spend the next 150 to 300 words talking about ACL injuries and treatment and self-care and things like this. And who who does an amazing job at this with a slightly different approach through video is Jacob, the guy you had yeah. on there, Jacob Harden. Yeah, he does. He's a stud. Yeah. He, he is a self-care king. You know, I mean, he's on there showing people how to take care of themselves. And they love him for it and they follow him because he's valuable. So that's your goal is to be valuable. And he's done a great job too of consistency in his brand. So it's same look of videos. Maybe periodically a personal photo of him and his wife, but boom, video, video, every time, same thing. You know, So I, I, I encourage docs that have a local brand to have a blend of treatment photos, keep it personal too, like have photos of you, Maybe your wife and family, um, you know, update your story. So beyond your feed, daily updates in your story. Keep people up to date with what's going on. Little things that you might find trivial. You got a new person who's going to be starting or you guys got new software and, you know, this is how it's going to help patients out and what's going on. And through your day, you can even update. And that's with the story, especially it's valuable because you're a little avatar uh, for the Instagram stories stays right up in somebody's face. You basically want that logo to be there all the time because you're the most recent story. So the stories is a key aspect. I encourage docs to update the feed at least once a week. Okay. Um, if you can do it more like, you know, three times a week or whatever, that's great. Yeah. 
I was going to ask you that question real quick to interject Mm -hmm. is that let's say quality being equal, right? We've got good quality that we're doing. What would you say is the frequency that someone should post? Is that what you're saying is at least three three times a week, maybe uh, daily? What would you say? So with the algorithm, how it is, Mm -hmm. um, basically the longer you leave a post up, the more engagement it's going to get. So it's it's a balance between that and being top of mind. Gotcha. The algorithm is what allows you to be the first post when somebody pulls up Instagram Okay. in terms of the feed. So you want to give Instagram an opportunity to throw you in there. I find much more than a day or two, my engagement drops off really fast. So that's what I'm assuming how long Instagram will leave it up okay. in somebody's feed. There's a point where it's like a war of attrition and the new content that's coming in and there, there's like only so far people are going to scroll. So I think Instagram just, you, know, you, you kind of disappear. Yeah, that makes but sense. I would say at least every other day, you know, if you're super lazy once a week, you know, but if you really want a lot of engagement, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm assuming you can mix it up, you know, maybe it's a video, then it's like a well-lit picture, like you said, and and, and kind of alternate between those is that would be a good, well-rounded approach, correct? Exactly. I try to encourage docs to stay away from memes and infographics, Yeah, kind of the lazy, the lazy way to do things, especially if they're afraid of the camera, you know, but get your face on there. You're going to find that pictures of you, Videos of you, uh, like a headshot talking about what's going on, close-up shots of cool things in the office. Just cr- you're creating a um, brand, so every photo adds to a collage of what it's like in your office, and that's what you're giving people. You're giving people diversity of what you're like and what the patients are like in your office and your staff and the kind of treatment that you do, so they can scroll through that and it's like they've already been there. Your job is to capture that culture and that feel in photography because Instagram, as much as it adapts, will always be at its core a photo based app because that's how it started. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. So that you makes sense. Have good photography. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I like that a lot and it's easy to consume. So let's uh, yep. say we're going to take a picture. Then how many words would you recommend writing? Uh, and maybe it's a range. Uh-huh. And then obviously there's always the famous question of hashtags. <laughs> Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you my hashtag formula. Yeah. For wording, I agree. I heard Jacob Pardon on your podcast and he said long form and I agree with it totally. Okay, perfect. So, you're going to find and it's not like that for every post. Yeah. So, like recently I put up a post my my last one was a 60 second ultrasound clip that I took of when we were getting it for my wife. And it was just a quick engaging what do you guys think it is, boy or girl? Uh-huh. It's got like a hundred comments or something. What was it? Because I don't know. We oh, don't, we're not going to find out. Nice. That's the whole, that's like the whole point. <laughs> it's like, we don't know. Okay. So it's fun, you know, and it's yeah. engaging. But other than that, like if you're talking about, like I said, ACL, you could do, you know, 150 to 300 words talking about and being helpful when it comes to ACL. Makes so, sense. Kind of depends on what you post. Can you do filters on that? I'm assuming it's something that's worthwhile. Whatever you do, be consistent. Gotcha. Because you want to create that brand. So if your photos are all going to have that Claritin uh, one or whatever it is, just be consistent. In general, on your iPhone, when you go to uh, an actual photo, this is the rule. Okay, pull up the edit for the photo, and your little photo album picture editor is pretty good on its own. People don't really utilize it enough. You go to that photo, you hit edit, and when you're in there, you want to increase the lighting. You want to make you want to make the overall lighting brighter, and you'll see a little tab, and you can drag that bar 
uh, over to the right and you'll hit a point where it's like the photo starts to bleed out. You kind of drag it right and then drag it back just a little bit and then the color. If you add maybe a touch of color, those two things will dramatically change your photography. In general, people put up photos that are too dark. Yeah, that seems to be a, a problem for sure. Okay, good. And then um, I definitely believe in what you're kind of talking about as far as intermingling some personal pictures in there and, and really trying to humanize yourself as the doctor. I think that's always a good way of going, uh, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or, or what have you. People follow people. Yeah. People aren't interested in what other people are doing. You know, if it's in our space, people are going to follow other chiropractors if they're a chiropractor and they want to do something similar. They want to keep up with what you're doing, mm-hmm. at least, right? And yeah. how you do it, and, you know, how you post. Like a lot of people will follow you just for that reason, just for the strategy of it. But locally, you're just going to find that people are interested because you're local. You're a doctor. You have a nice account that's growing because you know you're doing that kind, of, and they they love it. You are a local person, and you're an important person in their town, so they want to keep you in their feed. I love it. Let's do the hashtag question. Hashtag. <laughs> okay, so this is this is a huge question. Yeah. Now, in general, let me say this: hashtags are basically how you are found. So a lot of people, you know, they get freaked out by hashtags. What is that? It's too social media and millennial for me. Ah, right. So all it is is a word to be found by. Okay. You get up to 30 that you can attach to whatever you post. Keep them, for the most part, out of your caption. Okay. You can add one or two, maybe one that is directly related to your post. Like if it's ACL, you could find like the top ACL post and tag that on at the end, you know. But after that, you want to put your collection of hashtags that you're going to use to be found in your first comment. And you want to do it immediately after you post, right? So in general, don't post 30 hashtags. No, no. <laughs> and a lot of guys do this. Keep it to like 10 to 12, I think is a sweet spot. Cool. I like Maybe it. 10 to 15, but 10 to 12, okay? So beyond that first or second one, let's say you have 10 left, I would do three that are specific to the post today that somebody's going to be searching for. Okay. So it's like, um, ACL tear, uh, and you'll find them when you go in the search bar. They're not necessarily the ones that have the most usage, but imagine when you type in ACL that you're a person who has an ACL problem, what you're going to be looking for, but it'll be, it's usually those medium tags. It's not the most used one, but it's not like somewhere way down the list. Okay. So it could be like ACL tear, ACL rehab, taping for ACL, you'll, you'll find them. So maybe like three of those that are directly related, somebody that needs your help, they're going to be searching for. Uh, beyond that, maybe a couple industry-specific ones. So let's say you do ART, right? ART, when you go on there, you may find that ART specifically as a technique is being used by some other chiropractors, and there are ones that are more popular. Chiropractic is another good one, you know? Yep, absolutely. You could, you could have it be like rock tape or whatever you're doing, but it's it's specific to kind of technically what you're doing as a chiropractor. Perfect, I like it. Now, this is where I think a lot of people get tripped up is local hashtags. Okay. There are some towns where typing in the name of the town will work for you. Okay, so if it's Stewart, Florida, hashtag Stewart, you know, but for the most part, it will pay off to do a little bit of research cup of coffee and a half, half an hour and 
type your city into the search bar and try to dig up some hashtags that people are using locally that are very unique to your town. The example I use for this every time I explain it is Martin County Rocks. There's a game that people play where they'll paint little designs and stuff and they'll hide a rock. Ah. And somebody else in town finds that rock and then they take a picture and they tag it and they post it in like the Martin County Rocks group on Facebook, right? So that is nobody, no other town in, in the world has Martin County Rocks as a hashtag. It doesn't exist outside of this town. So that's your goal is to find one, two, maybe three. If you can find four, those are gold, you know. So they don't necessarily have anything to do with uh, your practice or the technique or the injury type, but it's something that people are searching and then you'll, you'll come across on that. Exactly. Oh, I like it. That's perfect. Anybody who is in your town that is looking up Martin County Rocks is going to start seeing this doctor that's in town. That seems like a really well-rounded hashtag approach. And just to reiterate it, and please uh, let me know sure. if I missed anything, but it's, you know, obviously maybe the injury, maybe the condition, maybe the taping or technique that you're doing, obviously chiropractic specific, and then also community specific. Is, is that uh, summing up and pretty then, well? And then I would add on one or two more to fluctuate with, you should have your own specific hashtag. Ah, like that. So every person, every practice, like ours is hashtag get your neck checked because I do upper cervical. Gotcha. So that's my, my shirts that I wear with my scrubs on casual whatever day. It's going to be that shirt. It's got my badge on the back of it and hashtag get your neck checked on the front. That is our brand, our, our thing. You know, you would want to have one or two of those. Yeah. Well. Uh, we have ours is kind of where the best get better. And it's exactly. uh, kind of a, a little line that we use. That would be something I could hashtag. Cool. Exactly. So anybody who sees you walking by with that shirt or they, they want to find you by that hashtag, it'll, it'll bring up all your posts. Perfect. I like it. That's awesome. A, a slight aside to that. It's not hashtag, but it is how people will find you. A great nugget. This is a gem. Anytime you post in the story, okay, so your Instagram story, throw in the location function. So you'll see like you'll be able to type in at mentions or you can go in there and like add a smiley face. One of them, when you go in uh, in to add something onto your story and throw it on top of it, will be it'll say location. Okay. One will say like time. uh, I forget. One of them is location. It's a great way to be found in your local story. So people don't realize that this even exists for the most part, but your town will have a story. So when people log on to Instagram, one of their, on their main page there for search function, it'll be like, it'll say Stuart and it will sit there and blink for the Stuart story. And you can click on that. And it's also a great way to do some research too, is to go through the Stuart story every day. But anybody who tagged like a local business or let's say I'm at Stewart Beach or whatever, Instagram will grab my post and throw it in the Stewart story. And the better, bigger your account gets and more engagement you have, it's almost guaranteed that every post will end up in there. It is a great way to advertise. 
I like it. It is so smart. Yeah. You know, I want to thank you because you, you brought a lot of just actionable tips today. And mm-hmm. that's what I'm really trying to get out of this podcast for, for chiropractors. So yep. truly thank you for that, which uh, it's always very helpful. And I'll put a lot of this in the show notes for folks. I want and, them to be successful. You know, there's a lot of uh, mystery. There, there is. And I, and I, you know, I admit it, I, I'm not good at Instagram. I'm trying to. And so some of this podcast episode is selfish. <laughs> cool. I appreciate the information that you brought. And so I'm just going to follow up with a couple questions I ask everybody and we'll we'll go from there. So besides Instagram, what does modern marketing mean to you? For me, it's getting the attention of people where their attention is. It's having a presence in that space. So I do a dinner with a doc and I love using Facebook to get people to see that event and become a lead to come to it. It is taking advantage of a moment in time, right, where there is a new world kind of happening and where there's a lot of money being dumped into still TV advertising and, you know, corporations that are slow. They're not, they don't have the same type of agility. You have sort of a, an opportunity where people's attention is moved and you can, for pennies on the dollar, for what it would have cost in the past, have them seeing chiropractic and chiropractic becoming a normal part of their world. So with Instagram, if they're seeing chiropractic every day, it's no longer this mysterious thing that's far away and it didn't cost a lot of money to have their attention and share that with them. And that's that's the power of it is from a philosophical standpoint, I want to beat mainstream medicine. Like I'm not one of those people that is, I don't know how you'd say it, well-rounded or like... (laughs) There's times to refer out, but I would love to see chiropractic become the default with health in the human body and how to take care of the human body. Like at this point, I've added something like 300,000 new followers to chiropractic accounts that are watching chiropractic every day. That is insane. That is absolutely insane that you can do that right now. People are watching chiropractic that's happening in their town that never would have. I agree with that. That's the coolest thing. And that is modern marketing is the disparity between where, you know, a lot of money and advertising is being spent and that opportunity that sits in that space for us to really change the world in a real practical, functional way. Right. Perfect. Perfect. And then. Last question is, uh, how can our audience find you if they want to discuss this further? I know you're working with some chiropractors on this, and so let us know. Yep. I currently manage 60 accounts of chiropractors. If you are interested in, I say, pimping out your Instagram account and getting patients from Instagram and just having a bigger presence and you want some help or you just want to talk, you can DM me on Instagram. My personal account is the neck doc at the neck doc or at chirogram.marketing. Otherwise, I'm on Facebook, Christopher J. Collins, DC. Find me. Let's talk. I'd love to help you anyway. Awesome. Sounds good. I really appreciate your time and bringing tons of valuable information today. Awesome. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show with Dr. Kevin Christie. Tune in next week for another episode that will enhance your marketing, business, and practice growth. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Dr. Christie's Modern Desk Jockey podcast and share with your desk-sitting patients. In the Modern Desk Jockey, Dr. Christie provides health and wellness best practices from some of the leading experts in the corporate wellness industry. Remember, chiropractic practice isn't easy, but it shouldn't be overwhelming. Keep leveling up.